Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Hello, and welcome back. We've been on a little bit of a break. The holidays kind of took me out, (laughs) Um, particularly Thanksgiving. I traveled for Thanksgiving, and then it just took a while to get back settled in. And also, I started getting some work done on my house, which you know, I am a glutton for this type of punishment when it comes to construction because I always, I start it and I'm very ambitious. I'm like, let's just gut the whole thing. And then I'm sitting there living through construction. And I don't know why I, don't, I do this every time because every time it's happening, I'm like, there's dust, there's this, there's that, I can't breathe. And I do it again. So I, I did my kitchen two years ago. Kitchen and dining room, gutted them, redid them. Love it now, but who living through that was terrible. I had to go like so long without appliances. Oh, that was terrible. But this construction is not that. I just had my entryway or sun porch or mud room, whatever everyone calls it. I had that gutted and redone because I had a leak in the ceiling and it just made sense to just kind of redo it anyway. And I did, and it looks beautiful. It's almost done. The floors got redone. And so it's going to be great, but it just takes time. And so it can be distracting because then my house is a little bit in disarray because it's just things all over the place and there's dust and I keep trying to clean up the dust but can't keep, but we're past the dust phase now. So I started dusting last night. So, because I want to be able to put up my holiday decorations and I am hosting a New Year's Eve slash birthday party at my house for, um, for the holiday. So I need to be able to start preparing for that. And so I think one of the executive decisions I'm going to make for my life is that once we're, once I'm done kind of with the first layer of cleaning up after the construction, I'm just going to have a cleaning team come in and clean um, and just do that big clean over to make sure that I everything and then I can start getting ready for the holiday. So that's where I'm at. That's how I am right now. Um, the end of the year can be crazy for me with work. Um, so it can just make it challenging for me as well as there are lots of things to do in the month of December. Um, December is my month. This is my birthday month, but it's also the holidays. And then there's work holiday parties and there are holiday parties everywhere. I've already been to, um, one, I have two this week, um, a meeting up with old coworkers at the end of next week. So there's like, I mean, this is just like the time to be social and, you know, you have to take all of your like preventative medicine so that you are not going to get sick because there's a lot of germs out there and you can't slow down because you have so many things to do. So many parties and things to attend and so it can also be an expensive time of year between the parties um if you have like a holiday party where you have to pay in your office and then the outfits to go with it um I'm not a big shopper I tell you guys that all the time as far as clothes like I shop when I need to um but it's like I'm not a person who like shopping brings me joy I really don't like parting with my money on on really any circumstances if I could I would just sit with it all there and only spend it like on food but um, so I hate to pay things like a cable bill and stuff like that. But I really, really hate to um, pay for things like I spend money just when I feel like it's needlessly. But in this instance of buying or shopping for clothes for um, for holiday parties and things like that for the season, it just took a lot out of me. I had to do that. I had to get a couple of outfits and I have to become better. And this is one of the things where I will bear, bear it to you guys is that I am bad at taking things back. So I might buy an outfit. Like I'll say, oh, like, let me buy these three things. Let me see, good, like get it home, see what fits. And then I'll decide what, you know, decide what, what to, where to go from there. And I'll do that. And I, if, as long as I don't like hate it, devastatingly hate it, 
I'll just be like, oh, let me just hold it and I'll never wear it. And that's bad because you waste your money that way. And I don't want to do that. So um, I, I this year I was like, you know what? If I buy anything, I don't like it. I'm taking it back right away. Um, and I have to do that because it just, it can just be something where I just end up wasting money for no reason. And so that's that. I mean, I know that this time of year can be challenging for people. You know, I've had, I've done many episodes around this time of year as it relates to, you know, the holidays, spending money and stuff. And I actually saw a meme that someone put out. It was a tweet. And I thought it really summed up my feeling of the holidays um, pretty clearly that it's not loving to you or to your family to spend money on gifts that you can't afford. Um, It's not loving. It doesn't express love because it's putting yourself in a bad way. And that's not loving to you and therefore not loving to them. And so I know the temptation is there. Um, we're already, today's we're already like almost at mid-December, today's December 10th. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure many of us are already on our way to um, overspending on the holidays. And if you're on your way, you can always get off at an exit. You can stop. You don't have to do this. Um, you know, the holidays are are a lot about a lot of things. And, you know, we live in a capitalist society and, commercial the commercialization of the holiday has made it so that we feel compelled to do this but you know you don't have to do this you know you can celebrate the holiday without putting yourself into crazy debt in order to do it particularly when you're dealing with children um you know there are a lot of ways to satisfy what is a very um short-lived impulse of children without having to put yourself into a tremendous amount of debt you know I remember being a kid and wanting a Cabbage Patch doll and that was like that thing I had to have. And my mother was big on, you know, the thing you had to have. But then she was like, you get the thing that you have to have and the rest is what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get a jacket because, it's you know, you're going to get your coat for the winter. You're going to get new pajamas. You're going to get, you know, some tights and some things like that. And you'll get the thing, the one thing that you really have to have. Now I get it. Back when I was a kid, the one thing we needed to have being a Cabbage Patch doll wasn't an iPad wasn't, you know, these $500, these expensive things that people, that these kids want now. But I do recall, you know, I had a friend of mine tell me the other day, she said, you know, I never had a Cabbage Patch doll because my mom said it was too expensive. And so I understand that even, even then, if you even put it in the context of then, I didn't, I, I was able to get a Cabbage Patch doll and I had more than one um, Cabbage Patch doll. And my friend was saying she couldn't have it because her mother thought it was too expensive. And she was one of like four and, you know, her mother couldn't do it. So there's always, there's, there's levels to it, right? There's ways in which these things come about. But she survived. She's fine that she didn't have a Cabbage Patch doll. And your kids will be fine. They can't have the thing that you can't afford. Um, and sometimes it's not even just about being able to afford it. Sometimes it's just that we just pour so much of, these, of ourselves into these material things. And there aren't, and there's a lot that comes back from it. You know, I, I say this all the time. And I don't say it to bring people down or be sad. You know, Christmas is... A holiday that's very conflicted for me. I don't love Christmas the way I did when I was younger because Christmas is my most my mother's favorite holiday. It was a holiday that she made. I mean, this house would turn into a freaking like Christmas workshop. She had the she had the the ceramic Christmas village. She had Christmas mitts, Chris, Christmas oven mitts, Christmas curtains, Christmas mats. I mean literally like and my sister's like that she will do that I'm not I just like put up a tree and a couple of things in the dining room and that's it but my I mean everything in the house shifted to Christmas when it was Christmas we had Christmas dishes I mean everything right so it was her favorite holiday and you know I I, I can't as in, in all the years it's been 19 years and she's been gone I can't seem to celebrate Christmas in the same way 
with her not being here. And I'm not sure that I ever will, maybe when I have children, but, um, I, I just don't see it the same, but, um, you know, I, Christmas is to me one of those holidays that is just about more than that. I mean, again, she would, she was very big on, on Christmas, on making it into a special time. So for me, Christmas is more about the time that you spend together, but as much as Christmas was important to my mom and one of her favorite holidays, actually her favorite holiday, um, I couldn't run you down a list of every gift I got every year. I can't tell you. And again, I'm saying this in the context of her being gone. Like, I can't tell you like, oh, the best memories I have um, as far as Christmas goes is the year my mother got me this or the year when I really wanted this and she got it. That's not what I'm reminded of. I'm reminded of the way in which she would come in on Christmas morning to wake us up, you know, and I'm reminded of the way, though, again, all of the ways in which she would turn this house into a Christmas village and play Christmas music and we would have ham on Christmas and things like that. The moments, the spending, you know, we would all be in, you know, down opening gifts in our robes and, and she was always beaming with pride at it just at how happy everybody was. But I can't tell you exactly what the gifts were. You know, it wasn't about that. And and I don't know, you know, I, I, I consider myself to have grown up with, um, you know, in a household that was very, that we, we were blessed. Um, I don't, I, we were not, we weren't poor. Um, I believe we were middle-class by what standards that come up, you know, if you do it. And so I, I, it wasn't as if I grew up wanting for things and not being able to get them. Um, and people would call us spoiled when we were younger. And I, that could be, that could very well be true. So it wasn't, I didn't have a story of that. Um, but I had a very much, there was a lot of um, boundaries. My mother put boundaries up about what she wasn't going to spend her money on and things like that. But there was a lot of love. And a lot of that is what I remember. And I can look fondly upon, upon having lost my mother at such a young age. I can look fondly upon upon the memories. And the memories are not the things. Um, yes, Christmas was an execution of, or giving out of things. But it's not the things. The things that are seeped into my memory and into my heart are not the things that she was giving. It was, it was the, the spirit of it. It was the, it was the experience of it. It was looking forward to it. It was the Christmas tree that my mother would over decorate and put every piece of, I mean, like literally like every piece of ornament and tinsel and everything on it. And the way we would tease her about that and laugh about it. Those are the things that are the memories. And so I just encourage you, you know, from, that's just my experience. I'm sure everyone's had their own, but you know, Christmas, holidays, birthdays, all those things, the, the things that are are a seat that that are kind of etched into your brain and into your heart are not the the material things that I can tell you you know my father didn't even celebrate Christmas um he didn't he's he was Muslim but the fact that he's gone and my birthday comes and my father used to call me every year on my birthday and sing happy birthday to me on the phone every year um when I got older and he would call if I would miss the call he was singing into my voicemail like it, those are the things that are that you that I miss. I don't miss gifts. I don't miss saying, "Oh, my father didn't buy me sneakers." I miss the fact that he would call and sing "Happy Birthday" because it didn't take any money to do that. It didn't take any. It took effort and it took a desire to to, to share that in a tradition. And those are things you can build without having to spend any money. So when you're concerned about what your children or what your people in your life will feel when it comes to the holidays, trust me when I tell you. It, you know, if you weren't here, the the amount of gifts you bought would not 
would not make it so that they could remember you and be remembered fondly. And it wouldn't be the memories that they can hold on to if you were not here. So just keep that in mind around this time of year. And also another thing to keep in mind is that this time of year is hard for a lot of people. Um, it's not even just about people and families where death has come upon them, but it really is about, you know, every family is not stitched together well. People are struggling with relationships with people who they who are alive. You know, they have estranged, they're estranged from their families, um, you know, and, and people are going through divorces. People have lost children. People are, are, have, are going through a whole lot. And this Christmas holiday time of year can be a real struggle for people. And so keep that in mind as you're interacting with people, knowing that this time of year is not always a happy time. Um, if someone is struggling financially, this can be an even much more stressful time. Keep that in mind when you're approaching people, how you're treating people. And if there's generosity in your heart and space and place in your, in your, in your finances to be, to give, this is the perfect time of year to give back. If you can donate things, um, and and part of doing this kind of like renovation in the house, I have a whole, a whole bag of books. I'm going to give over to the library that's on the corner of my of my block and I have clothes I'm going to give to the church and coats that I'm going to give to the coat drive because this is the time of year where there are people in need and I want to be able to help um because I have things that I can help with and I have you know some resources where I want to be able to share those I want to do that because this is this time of year is not always um as joyful for everyone as we would like it to think we would like to think and if there's any way shape or form that I can help you know contribute to someone else's um someone's holiday being better I want to help to do that so you know call people who you may be having called reach out to people who maybe you haven't had a chance to reach out to you know send a a note a letter an email you know don't if you can you know I know that sometimes you have to turn down invitations for various reasons but if you can Go to those things, go to those, those functions, see those people. You just don't know where, you know, time can take you and you don't want to miss out on opportunities to see and be around people who you love and care about because life is very short and you just don't know. And so you want to be able to take this time of year where there is a time to kind of get together and reconnect and utilize that if you can. Um, and so this is not necessarily all about finances. This episode, it's really about the time of year that we're in. And if there's a point, if this time of year is difficult for you, um, or for any reason, including for your finances, understand that the time will pass. You know, we will be in January and you will have an opportunity to kind of restart. Take that opportunity. Nothing is to be undone. If there's something that you need to, to fix or change, you can. And I would advise you to do that. Um, and take that, like take, take that on for the month of January as January is the new start and the fresh start. So I just wanted to touch in with you guys. I didn't get a chance to do a couple of episodes. So I wanted to tap in with you and, and, and touch base for the holidays. I hope to do one more episode before the end of the year. Um, it'll be like the birthday, new year's Eve pre celebration episode. Um, so I can talk to you guys about a little bit what my goals are for 2020 and how we're going to get through this next year. Um, financially stable. So thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, um, please um, follow me on Instagram, Financial Emancipation. And if you have any questions for me, you want to send me an email, it's Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Happy holidays.